When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Daily is Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. And away we go. It is a Thor's day on Purple Daily here. Our friend Thor Nystrom from Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros is going to be joining us on Thursdays for this draft season. Boy, the but you jump back in. For draft season last week, and uh, you you light the world on fire with your J.J. McCarthy rant, and we think you move the markets, dude. It was like two days later, and all of a sudden, like the DraftKings and some of these betting boards are like, oh, the Vikings are now the favorites to take J.J. McCarthy. So congratulations for moving the entire football universe in the direction of Vikings and J.J. McCarthy, Thor. Yeah, I think it's... It's like, you know, you have the idea of like a riser later in the process, but really it's just a guy that that people in my industry haven't gotten to their tape on or whatever. And yeah, I mean, we, we had to get that out there because it, it's just the truth of his game. You know, when you, you're not looking at the volume stats anymore, you just start watching his tape. And I mean, Doogie, I reported, I, I think even on, on your guys' show that the Vikings have done a lot of work on him since the fall, which makes a ton of sense because J.J. McCarthy would be a perfect fit in KOC's offense. The problem now, though, Thor, you are driving his value up the draft chart. And so like the Vikings before you were like, this is awesome. He's going to fall to 11. We're going to take <laughs> him there. You're going to take him in we're the fourth round set. until And then gone. you come back to our show. <laughs> and what do you do? You out him as far as this guy could go eighth or ninth or something like that. And now it's completely changed. So congratulations, Vikings fans. If you have any complaints, Thor Nystrom <laughs> is the guy who might have cost you a chance to watch J.J. McCarthy quarterback your favorite team. I'm getting texts from Kwesi saying, dude, 
I know. Shut up, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> just, just be quiet for a couple more months. We need him to get down here. And then we, we crack open your Twitter account this morning and you decide to fight with the Cousins Crusaders here and, yeah. uh, and open up a can of worms. So <laughs> now that now that you've had you've had a week to watch the Super Bowl, you saw two very different quarterback blueprints competing in overtime of the Super Bowl. You have maybe the greatest football player we've ever seen with the highest cap hit of any quarterback in the NFL just going Superman in hero mode toward the end. And then you got the Niners of this monster roster and a quarterback that makes $800,000. So in general, after the JJ McCarthy stuff blew up last week and watching the Super Bowl, where are you at on the Vikings quarterback situation now that the off season has officially started? I've already waved goodbye to Kirk in my heart. I, I appreciate his services. Uh, you know, my, my take on this is very simple. It's not the Kirk stinks. It's he's the 11th or 12th best quarterback in the league, and you can't construct a Super Bowl winning roster around Kirk when you're delineating the cap hit that you need to do to him to keep him on that roster. It's not possible at this point. This isn't an opinion. At this point, we have a Mount Everest of empirical evidence uh, that not only suggests it, we just have it out there. We need to reconstitute the roster in order to uh, eventually compete to hopefully win a Super Bowl or get to a Super Bowl, we're not going to be able to do that, fortify the rest of the roster with Kirk Cousins' cap hit. If he was a top three, four quarterback in the league, sure, absolutely. Um, you know, like the the Mahomes thing, whatever, the Vikings would have to draft a little bit better as well because, of course, it, your, your uh, margin for error gets a little bit smaller then. But the Vikings haven't been doing either of those two things. It's time to blow this thing up and try to build a roster that can win a Super Bowl. So – how long far do you think that this is theoretically going to take though? Because like there's, it, it's fun to talk about the QB position and that is definitely an area where the Vikings could need to make a change. But let's talk about the, the 10,000 foot view of the roster construction. Cause you're exactly right. And let's not take the chiefs because the chiefs have a quarterback who is just so other worldly. It's hard to compare your team to the chiefs, but let's take San Francisco. So, like, what when you watch San Francisco from a roster construction standpoint, not just Purdy, everything, where do you see the Vikings being as far as a comparable team to compete with that just to make it out of the conference? Well, yeah, I mean, it would take a reconstituted roster. The roster that the Vikings have now is not going to do it. And, you know, you think about, like, that 49ers team, uh, Brock Purdy, he's like, uh, to use a Timberwolves example for, for the local folks, He's like Ricky Rubio. It, is Ricky Rubio an uh, NBA championship point guard? Well, no. But if you have four all-stars around him, now maybe, right? And again, with the cap hit that you're delineating, with Brock Purdy, you pay him peanuts. So that's why you can put the four all-stars around him on the floor. Now we can make the Super Bowl. It's not because of Brock Purdy. It's because of the guys around him, whatever. And that's where you get into the cap gymnastics and everything like that. I think we see this the same. We all like Kirk Cousins. We all acknowledge that Kirk Cousins is the top 12, uh, maybe even 10 quarterback in the league at times. That's not the problem. The problem's not Kirk. It's the roster that you can construct around him when you're paying him what he needs to be paid. And I think even like to defend, um, that's right, folks. I am going to defend Kirk's honor right now. Uh-oh. This is me, Phil Mackey, number one Kirk hater. I am going to step in front of the of the criticism here. If you're Kirk and you're looking around and the Vikings are saying, you know, well, listen, we really need you to take a little discount here because we just have a lot of holes on the roster. And Kirk's coming back with his agent saying, I don't really want to take a discount because 
I can hit the open market and have the Falcons and the Steelers bidding on me. Not to mention Vikings. If you hadn't whiffed on several different draft classes, maybe my contract wouldn't be as much of a question because so if you go back and look, Thor, we talked about this last week on Purple Daily, or maybe it was like Monday. Between the Vikings had a great draft in 2015. 2015, they nailed Trey Waynes in the first round, and he was a rock-solid starter for multiple years. Eric Kendricks, one of the best linebackers in franchise history. Daniil Hunter, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Uh, Stefan Diggs, one of the best. Like that, The 2015 draft was one of the best in franchise history. 2016, 17, 18, and 19, outside of a couple players, four years of whiffs by Rick Spielman. And then he did hit on Justin Jefferson and Christian Derrissaw, so they, they had a couple nice first-rounders in 20 and 21. Quasey comes in, the 2022 draft, one of the worst in franchise history. So from 2016, 17, 18, 19, whiff, 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 whiff. 2022, whiff. Those are players that would be 23 to 30 years old on your current 2023 roster. And most of those players were busts. So I just want to acknowledge for a second that you could have made that contract work better for you if you weren't whiffing on all these draft classes. So how do you reconcile that too? That's like we're having this Kirk Cousins conversation, but at the end of the day, like you're going to draft eight players or whatever it is, you got to have like four guys pan out minimum multiple years in a row to build a roster like San Francisco has to build a roster like Kansas city still has. Right. I I think it's, yeah, I think that that's well said. And I, I think it's whether you want to call it a cautionary tale or whatever you want to call it, it's not all Kirk's fault. No one, no one is saying that, you know, again, we all think he's a top 12 or 10 quarterback in the league. It's just your margin for error when you're delineating that much cap space to quarterback, for the rest of the roster, yeah. it shrinks to almost nothing. And like you said, especially when it's not the top three guy or top four quarterback and it's the 11th or 12th dude, now you got to be perfect. You have zero margin for error. So, yeah, I mean, if the Vikings had slaughtered the last three or four classes, yeah, it would be a different scenario. But now we're where we're at. Kirk Cousins is how old? 30. He'll be 36. 36. No. 36. It's like, again, you have all that empirical data you can't get all those draft classes back to construct that roster around him from wanting it or from hindsight. We can't go back in time. I don't have a flux capacitor here. So we, you just have to do it. We're, you know, in this moment here, there's only one path forward to improving your odds of winning a Super Bowl before we die. And that is saying, Kirk, thank you for your services, but we need to go a different direction in order to rebuild the roster around the quarterback position. And this leads into what I think is the most interesting thing about this discussion, and I guess it's the thing I don't get, and and let's not say Kirk. Let's say any veteran athlete, okay? The the Vikings, first of all, it didn't work, and and there's, as Phil just said, there's blame to, to go around that, Spielman, Zimmer. The Vikings took a shot in 2018 with a roster that was damn good, and they basically said, we're going to plug in a quarterback who we perceive to be a Pro Bowl type of QB again back then probably a borderline you know top 10 top 15 guy for sure and okay they took their shot it didn't work since then uh they've been to the playoffs twice they've won one game every team at some point in time has to be retooled and rebuilt and that's what I don't get about I I understand if you're a young fan you fall in love with players but what I don't understand is adults who follow their teams who fall in love 
with players. Because it's like eventually they have to cycle out. Like Kirk Cousins, forget everything else that you know. He's going to be 36 in August. And you know what? Tom Brady, I got bad news for you, folks. He ain't the norm. He ain't the norm. He played into his 40s. God bless him. Corey Hell played in the National Hockey League at like the age of 52. That ain't the norm. So, so what confuses me is this loyalty that people have. And I will say this in Quasi and O'Connell's defense. And this is still playing out. There's a lot about them and their decision process we don't know yet. But I will say this. And it was, I think we all agreed it was smart. But the decision to let Thielen and Kendricks walk or to jettison them last year was a major step, I thought. Because, again, those guys were, especially Adam, those were lifetime Vikings, right? Those were guys who there was, uh, no question, a Zimmer and Spielman loyalty to. So I only hope that that is the start of the reality. Football rosters have a small amount of time to succeed, and then you have to start the process. And to what Phil said, the other problem then is you cannot flat out between uh, Spielman and Quasi in 22, you can't whiff on that amount of draft classes and Thor have any depth left and depth is where you start to build 1000. Yeah. Very well said, John. It, all this is, is what is going to improve the Vikings odds of winning a Super Bowl one day. That is where I base all my decisions or, you know, all my opinions, you know, as far as the Vikings go or whatever, you have two different paths here. It's the one of resign Kirk and just try to cobble it together. We'll use the pick on defense. We're not going to have a lot of cap room. We're not going to have a lot of draft equity, but We'll keep trying the, the whole Kirk thing. What are the odds you, you walk through that door and you're winning a Super Bowl in the next three years? I'll tell you what they are, 0.0. I want to go through the second one. It's scary, yeah. The unknown's out there. You're walking through the closet of Narnia. You don't know what's on the other side of that thing. But I know or I feel that the odds could be better than 0.0. That's all I'm trying to do. And, and yeah, I don't, I don't understand the myopic thing of like, oh, this player, that player. I, I get the loyalty for sure, but I'm rooting more for the the brand and the jersey than any one individual, maybe Kirk Cousins or anybody else. It's the chronic what calls of Narnia. It's the chronic <laughs> what calls of Narnia. My first date in seventh grade with Lauren Whitley, Chronicles of Narnia. My <laughs> first do. date. Great, Fun great flick, man. Great flick. You want to go back to my place and uh, go into the closet? Huh? See what happens? Huh? See if there's any unicorns? <laughs> on the other side no hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price Go to your happy price, price line. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Have you done your, you were going to do a podcast on fantasy pros. Have you teased this last week? Have you given your JJ McCarthy comp publicly I have. yet? I have. Can we talk? I, I don't know who we it is. Absolutely can. 
Yes. So, and you know, I think I mentioned this on the, the Saturday show from, from the golf expo that Vikings fans would, would like this, that this guy has, has, you know, was a Viking in the past. I see so much of JJ McCarthy in rich Gannon at his apex. I, the, the peak, peak, peak rich Gannon, I think that's where you start to see what J.J. McCarthy's ceiling could be. The only difference is J.J. McCarthy early on the the uh, line of development with that, Rich, uh, Rich Gannon obviously had to wait his turn and everything like that. Um, th- that's one of them. There, there's a couple other guys that uh, I like comps for them more than, than I've seen out publicly for McCarthy, uh, but it goes even higher than that, and I don't want to go like wild, but – the point I want to make about this is McCarthy is more difficult to comp than the other guys because of his special sauce of throwing on the run and making decisions under pressure, out of structure, throwing off platform. You don't see that kind of combination in prospects every single year. It, it just is what it is. And so there, there becomes this very small pool of guys you could potentially comp into. I think Gannon works really well. I, I, I almost don't want to say the other names, but F it. Let's we'll we'll say it. Do it. If, Hold on. We'll give you cover. We'll give you cover. Here it is. Okay. Yeah. Reckless. It's reckless. He's, it's reckless speculation Thursday. Thor is speculating on on uh, what JJ McCarthy could become here. Okay. This is a safe uh, space. I, you know, I I think I've mentioned this before. I, I believe that he is a prodigy of an off script, out of structure, throwing off platform quarterback. Come up with the answer when everything is devolving around him, and he'll come up with the answer. Only so many guys that are like that and can do those things and have the arm strength he does throwing on the run, forty yard ropes downfield. Uh the 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 wild bonanza ceiling one that you could point to would be John Elway. And like reckless speculation. Thor. (laughs) There's not many dudes you can point to. Like, and I, you know, I mean, like you start to to look into it and it's like, man, that you know, again, I, you don't see many dudes like this. That would be the apex, apex. But yeah, I, I you know what I love about Thor right now. I love that Thor stares down old takes exposed and doesn't flinch. Never. Thor, Thor's out here. He's saying, "Bring it on!" Yeah, I'm going to throw John Elway's name out there as a comp. Old takes exposed. Bookmark me. Bookmark yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, like Elway had that. You know, you had the athleticism, and then you had the cannon of the arm. But it was those two things working in conjunction, right? And the ability to get out of structure. But you can certainly play within structure. But once that devolves or on the bootleg concepts or out on the perimeter, different stuff like that, you're always making the right decision. But then you have the arm to get it wherever it needs to go, no matter what. Like, you'll see with McCarthy, he'll be drifting out to the right, running full speed. Notice a guy 30, 40 yards downfield on the other side of the other hash he can hit the guy on the hands. It, it's just a very, very, very rare trait. And so few guys that you can point to. Um, I, you know, I, I've talked to uh, people on his coaching staff at different stuff like that. And I, I got an agreement of there's not a lot of dudes around in the NFL right now that, or that have certainly have come out recently that, that, that he reminds us of. And that's why it's such a special trait. It's extremely rare. So to back, to go back on, um, this entire subject too. It feels like, and it's been this for a while now, but it feels like it's growing Thor feels like that there is a public sort of draft 
experts, not you necessarily, but there's opinions starting to float around. And then you get reports or some of the stuff that you're saying, which feels like it's far more internal stuff that, quite frankly, I think lots of people in the league would like to keep quiet as possible. Am I right about that? Like like the McCarthy thing, after you came on the show last week, it took off like wildfire. I'm hard-pressed to believe that the National Football League, though, thought, well, if Thor likes J.J. McCarthy, then we're all going to start to... So, like, what is the, what's the reality of what we're hearing right now versus the reality of what you know from digging and stuff that's actually going on in the league regarding these quarterbacks and draft prospects? Yeah, like, when you have a job like mine, there's a couple of different ways you can do it. Some of the people, they mostly cover the NFL, and then they talk to a lot of their NFL sources, and they're basing their opinions and their analysis of these prospects on, you know, what they're hearing because they don't have that exposure, whatever. And then another way to do it is, you know, I come from college. I covered these guys in college. I'm coming out as a recruit and then all the way through in their career. And then I'm after the season's done with the specific draft class we have, then I start watching the cut-ups, going deeper into the analytics and whatnot. Uh, the the difference between those two things, I, I mean, like, I have my own takes on these guys. I, I don't need to be told how to think about them. I've been watching them for a long time. I'd be, I don't know that some of the NFL guys that I would talk to, this is just being honest, not ego, would have more exposure to some of these guys than I do. doesn't mean that I'm right, for sure. But, like, I, I have a lot of exposure on these guys. But the other way of doing the job, you you're sort of beholden to what you're being told. And, Judd, to your point, And what people out there I don't think realize about this is if you're the source, right, like you're the guy who is conveying the information or whatever, you are only going to convey things that to the person that is reporting that is a part of your prerogative. You're not going to tell that person something that they could put out there that could hurt your situation. So if you're Quasi, you're KOC, you're members of the Viking scouting department, and you have been doing deep work on J.J. McCarthy since at least this fall, at least according to, to Doogie's report, which I absolutely believe, and you have fallen in love with J.J. McCarthy, and you're sitting at 11, and you're like, we're just praying that J.J. McCarthy gets down here. What is the last thing in the world that you're going to do when your reporter buddy who works for the worldwide leader or one of those things calls you and says, hey, I know you need a quarterback, which ones in this class do you like? What's the last thing in the world you're going to say? Last thing in the world you're going to say is, we love J.J. McCarthy. We yeah. will take J.J. McCarthy if he gets down here. What are the things you're going to tell that person? Bonex is awesome. We love Bonex. But Bonex has no questions on his evaluation. Bonex should be a top 10 pick. Man, we wish we could get Bonex, but there's no chance he's going to get down here. You're going to start Michael Penix. You're going to start Spencer Rattler. Best, best workout I've ever seen. Oh. Yes. You're you're going to talk about anyone except the guy that you actually like. And so you wonder, like, how some of these reports get out here about, you know, like early on in the process there. Or I'll just give an example from last year. So I'm, it's, it's not vague, whatever. You guys remember the three, four week stint we had last spring where I was fighting all the Hendon Hooker lovers because yeah. there was there was like those reports that came out. That's like, oh, actually, the NFL really loves Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker go in the first round. It's like, no, he's not going in the first round. I've watched that dude play. He can only read one side of the field. Plus, he's coming off the ACL injury, and he was a one-year wonder. It's like he's not going in, in round one. But, like, how did that stuff get out there? The reporter's not lying. He's not, like, the people in this industry, they're honorable people. 
It's just the person he's talking to, it might not be their prerogative to tell the full truth. And then they're just uh, projecting that to the public. It's going right through them to the public. That's the reason that the source is telling that guy the information. So when you read some of this stuff, especially early in the process, you have to know where, where some of that is coming from. And it's no team's prerogative to just get it out there who they actually love. Quasi, yeah. I am busy yeah. right now. <laughs> I am busy. I, I'm, I'm not doing any more J.J. McCarthy love. Like, you have to stop calling. So, sorry about that, guys. Is that John Denver on your yeah, ringtone? Right of course, yeah. yeah. We've got, we got the Alaska Take Last home, Frontier baby. hoodie and the John Denver uh, ringtone. Are you going to go all back and, and, and go like uh, – skeet shooting or something well th- th- that's what i consider like uh the prospect hunting and watching the cutups so yeah like i mean like in a, a month and a half or so i'm gonna have the beard down to here nice. oh, um, it's gonna be uh, yeah yeah thor does not grungy. shave the beard until after after day three is is a wrap after the <laughs> undrafted free agent signings are final across the board um hey boys let's okay let's in an effort to get thor to tell us more about some of these players Let's do a mock draft simulation on the, I'll pull this up here and share my screen for the YouTube audience. And we'll explain this also for the audio audience, but Dex, I'll share this. And this mock draft simulation with our guy, Thor presented in part by our friends at Livia Judd, helping the audience lose weight for a couple years on purple daily. Absolutely true. In fact, uh, there's sports dad right there down how much 40 pounds. That's right. Thanks to a program that I'm going to tell you right now works. If you don't believe me, then you can believe the many, many people that we have heard of who watch or listen uh, to this very show who have contacted us and said, you know what, I joined and it definitely works. Well, that's the truth. And have I got an offer for you right now? If you're looking to drop those excess pounds for spring or summer, Livia Weight Control Centers is offering the first three months for free. That's right. Three months for free. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com is your first step towards a weight loss journey. Also, our friends at Federated Insurance are here to help business owners with risk management. They've been around since 1904. They have a legacy, generations of, uh, of experience helping businesses maximize their success through risk management tools and resources. It's like having a great offensive line for your business at Federated. Uh, they believe in face-to-face, eye-to-eye relationships, and they measure their success by the success of your business. They've been a great partner for us the last few years as we have grown Score North and Purple Daily. We appreciate their help, and uh, you can find out more information at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. I want to mock! Okay, okay. Let's pull up the simulator here. Vikings, we're going to select Vikings, and we're going to go, for time constraints here, we're going to go five rounds, and we can do a deeper one next week with Thor. But we have a request from a listener that I think we should incorporate here, boys. This is from listener Gordy, who says, why don't you guys do a mock draft simulation with the thought of trading Justin Jefferson? Oh, so again, this is uh, just a hypothetical wow. fun it's exercise. Thursday. Okay. I love this. Okay. It's it's reckless speculation Thursday. Reckless yep. speculation. I mean, we're targeting. Well, I'll you know I'll, I'll defer to you, Phil, but and, and you guys. But are we targeting the third pick with this? Because we know the third pick. It was already put out publicly yep. that they are will listen to offers the Patriots will. Is that the pick that we would be targeting here? I think it has to be right. Yeah. Yes. It's the, it's the only realistic one. I think the the Bears, you know, like, I don't think that's a set in stone decision. Like some people think it is, 
But I would be very surprised if they ended up trading out with the Vikings and allowed them to have the first pick. And then Washington, they ain't moving out of two. So, yeah. So if we just offer, let's see what the PFF simulator gets. Let's just get away with here. No, let's see. If we offer Justin Jefferson for the third overall pick, it says it has a 70% chance to be accepted. We, we probably need to throw some something else in here. Well, they no. got to they gotta throw something in, don't they? That's what's interesting. Well, yeah. let's see here. If they throw in, let's say they throw in the three and the 68. Yeah. Okay, now it's a 23% chance. They're saying that's too much for the Patriots to give up. Can we kick them back like a five or something? Let's kick him uh, like the 145. Yeah, let's see no. what we got. The 130. No. The 109? <laughs> no. Wow. We could try it, though, couldn't we? The 42? No, because then we'd be moving uh, back. Then we'd move, yeah. yeah. But if we, what went, if we just of... try Jefferson for the number three pick? We could, but I, I, I would I would want a little bit more. Um, Agreed. Could we, get, could we get 104 from them, too? Okay. 53. Let's, let's see what yeah, happens. Let's do it. We'll let's offer the it. trade and see what happens. Okay, yeah, they're yeah, they're, oh, they're, ba- they're balking at that. What the about Astrally the Patriots? What about the one thirty six? Let's give it a shot. Okay. Okay, they're yeah, they're balking at that too. Unbelievable. Okay. Try next year. So try, what, we would we would get like, like their se- their them. second. That's a that's a nine percent third round next year forty yeah, percent. Okay. Fourth round next year sixty percent. Uh, I mean, okay, we'll offer and see. Well, they're driving a hard bargain. We Unbelievable. Only have two, only have two Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Let's, let's just try Mayo, straight getting, up. Yeah. Jefferson okay. for the number three. Now, All my right, issue with this trade is that I know the Patriots have a ton of cap space, but why wouldn't they just draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and have him for a lot less than Justin Jefferson makes? You know, that's the that's the problem with this logic. Yeah, it could. But I, I think for the three, they're not hanging up the phone. Well, we'll offer this and see what yeah. happens. Boy, they've rejected us okay. again. Unbelievable. You know Screw the Patriots. Yeah, we're giving up. This is no. This I is think crazy. we should we should go forward with the exercise. But like, okay. what are they, I just want to see what they want us to do. Yeah. They want us to give up. What else do we have to give up? The one toss, so we toss, have, in the, toss in the seventh or something. The one fifty seven. Toss in the twelfth from the one forty five. If we if we go if we toss in the one fifty seven, it will. It will seventy six. Have they looked at their own receiving core, the Patriots? I mean, what are they doing here? Let's offer this and yeah, see what so happens. Seventy six percent chance. They've rejected all. That is rejected. that is absolutely. This is unbelievable. It's that's crazy. This is unbelievable. Maybe, We're killing our mojo. What? Maybe, maybe okay. What go... about trading up to the with the Chargers? What about with the Chargers? They're looking for young weapons. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It says, oh wait, we can't. Well, we have the, the we have no maybe. we have no attempt. We can't even make an attempt to trade. So we'll, we'll start the draft That's and see what happens. Yeah. Oh. We have to wait until the draft starts to even attempt to trade now again. Drake oh, may I, number one. Caleb Williams number it. two. I would love it if the Bears took Drake. Man, I think that would be a mistake. So I I hope they do. Let's try again here. Let's let's go back to the Patriots yeah. and see if now okay, that the draft starts. Okay, we <laughs> let's call them again. Yeah. As your situation changed, yeah. it still says seventy percent. They were what if we float him the one on the one oh nine has an eighty six? There you go. That's being accepted. It's still, man. Like I don't like the right. trade, but it's yeah, I don't. Accepted. I don't love the trade. Oh, they were okay. You know what? Let's yeah, let's nego- let's negotiate with the Cardinals. Maybe maybe the Patriots. They won't take the QB. Okay, so we would then we would keep the eleven, obviously, and we could yeah. this this could be good. Okay, so Jefferson to the Cardinals. 
But I feel like we have to see who the Patriots are going to take first because we don't want them to take Jaden. You know what I mean? Yep. All right, Patriots took Mo. Patriots took Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, we're in biz. All right, so now they need Jefferson. Yeah, we're in biz. Okay, now. so the so the Cardinals. Yeah, but we can say card. Yeah, the Cardinals would be more likely to want Jefferson here, right? Look, and and they have an extra first round pick from their their trade with the Texans last year with Stroud or or Anderson or whichever one you know that went two and three there. What is their caps just for fun here? They could find a way to make it work, but the card. Oh, they'd have a ton of cap space. They have they have top ten cap space. Yeah. So they can make it work. So they we would go Jefferson for the number four. Let's see where this lands us. So this says 100. We might be able to get yeah. something else from yeah. them. Now we found our trade partner. Let's see if they'd kick the 90. Yeah. They would. Oh, the 71, that. they would kick yes. all these. Oh, they're kicking all oh, these. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, they're going to kick us the 66 and the four for Justin Jefferson. All right. um, We're gonna offer we, this. Can, can, can we get one more? Oh shoot! Okay, we so yeah, we just. Well, I was we, gonna keep haggling with the cards to get more, <laughs> but okay, done. Uh, well, we're taking okay. Jaden, taking Jaden Daniels then for sure. Yeah, we're on the clock here, so we get yeah. Jaden Daniels. I we'll mean, snag I, him. Look, I love you guys. Know I love JJ McCarthy, but I have Daniels uh, a little bit ahead of JJ McCarthy. I have Daniels right now at QB two. Definitely not out of the question that I put Daniels at QB one. It's an interesting oh, really? thing when you put him against – you put Daniels against Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, the ceiling, absolutely is number one in this class. There's a lot more inconsistency there, and there's a lot more bad habits, I think, than a lot of people want to acknowledge, which elevates his risk profile. I, I think when the way he's been forwarded to the public is, this is a can't-miss prospect, he's going to come and be a superstar, you have to take Caleb Williams. That implies that there is a 0% bust factor there or that he is going to be a superstar. I, I don't put him on that level. Daniels, I think, absolutely has the higher floor, and Daniels also has a really, really high ceiling. Maybe not quite as high as Caleb, but it's really high nonetheless. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now. Telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. So here's how the draft is played out. Drake May to the Bears, Caleb Williams to the Commanders, Marvin Harrison Jr. Patriots. We traded Justin Jefferson to the Cardinals on behalf of the Vikings, snagged the number four pick, and got Jaden Daniels, mm-hmm. Joe Alt, Cooper DeGene from, uh, from, from Iowa, the cornerback goes to the Giants. Go Malik, Malik Neighbors, you shut your mouth. Uh, it wasn't Roma, a fair catch. It wasn't Roma. a fair catch, by the way. Go for fans. <laughs> Rome, Adunze, wide receiver, Washington. So all the edge rushers around the board, we're sitting here at 11. Should we trade back? I think we should trade. That's what I would do in this oh, scenario. Absolutely, I would trade back. Yep. And try to recoup some of the, the picks and the, you know whatever. Like, at this point now, we are rebuilding. 
Dude, right? the Cowboys and, want yeah. to trade from 24 to 11. That's the one team that's calling us right now. So so what could we – would they give us 56 well, and – Is anyone, exactly is anyone in like the six like the Saints, Colts, Seahawks? I don't want – I don't think going back 12 spots makes a whole lot. Like can they go back five we spots? We get 87 too? But we already got the quarterback. So what if, what if we – dude, they're going to give us – look at this. This is nuts. Oh, baby. Oh, okay. This is oh, all likely baby. to be accepted. Okay, do it. Maybe, maybe next, we take like a, a two <laughs> next year. Never mind. Take off the 125 and take a two next year, something like that. Okay. Would they take that? We'll take a two. Uh, it's got to be a three, a three next year. Yeah. So it'd be, we would swap 11 and 24 and pick up an extra second and third and the next yeah. year's third. Let's offer yeah, the trade and see what done. happens. And they accepted it because. Oh, my God. <laughs> done. We're, we're rebuilding fucking... the whole roster now. We're, we're blowing this up. Good. Let's Zim's go. about to take a guy for his defense. I can feel it. <laughs> okay, so we'll go fast. We only have like 10 yeah. minutes left with Thor here, so we'll go fast. Now we're back on the clock at 24. Here, just for the visual, and as you can see this, who are some of the players that interest you now that we're back on the clock at 24, Thor? Well, we, we're going to have to consider a, a receiver at some point. I do like uh, Franklin, you know, because obviously we just traded out with, uh, we just traded Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Can, can you pull up the other receivers? I just want to see which other ones sure. are on the board right now. Sure, happily, happily, Thor. Lad McConkey, Kean Coleman. On Thursday, we do. Yeah, we pull up whatever position, whatever he wants. Thursday, man. I, so I I do like Franklin. I I don't know if at twenty four I want to pull the trigger on him. There are a couple of the day two guys. For instance, McConkey. Uh, maybe we go one of the other positions here. I really like that Jackson Powers Johnson. I don't know if we want to just boot out uh, oh. Garrett Bradbury on the show too. Here we're kicking yeah. everybody out of their jobs. I'm a huge fan of that kid. He's going to go in the first round. Let's get him. Let's, okay, do, let's it. do it. Start. We'll get a starting center for the next God. five yeah. years here. Powers Johnson just sounds like an interior oh, lineman too. Oh, that yeah. kick and play. Powers, yeah. Powers Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. He he's like uh, he looks like SpongeBob SquarePants from the the you know, especially the back because like it, the way his frame is and then his arms are out like this you know it's and he's just a bear <laughs> that kid can move and when he gets his mitts on you he's going where you want to put him. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, we're back on the clock at forty two here. You want to see receivers again? Yeah, yeah. Just for fun. Okay. Here's some of the guys: Jermaine Burton from Alabama, Xavier Leggett from I South like Carolina. Leggett. Uh, let's let's keep going down and see if there's anyone else here. Worthy's interesting because he gets a lot of uh, separation. He's super athletic, but he's got uh, some drop issues. We also have we have the 42, the 56, and the 66. So we have three picks in the next like 25. I like there's... it. Sh- sh- show me the regular one with all the guys on it real quick. I want to see who I'm. Uh, it's Leggett against anyone else. Ooh, Graham Barton's interesting too. Uh, but we did we, we did just say, yeah, and Graham Barton is probably going to convert to the interior at the next level, and we just took the other dude. Chop Robinson is – I don't know why PFF ranks Chop Robinson down here. I, I think – I just seen Chop Robinson. I think, oh, and Newpin's there too, but uh, we, we got enough safeties. Let's go Chop. We, we, we Chop Robinson right here? Yeah. Okay. We'll go Chop. All right, so with the 42nd pick, we take Chop Robinson, edge rusher from Penn State. And that puts us back on the clock with the 56th overall pick. Okay, let's check receivers again. We'll do a little check-in. Your guy Xavier okay, Worthy is still here. Yeah, we're getting closer. And then we got uh, Roman Wilson on the board, too. Roman Wilson's interesting as well. You know, a kid that blew up the senior ball. Um, I actually might prefer – this might be a scandalous thing. I think I slightly prefer Roman Wilson to Xavier Worthy. Can, can you just go down one more time and, and on yep. the receivers? And I'm going to show the audience there? a Roman yeah. Wilson profile. Six feet, 192. Uh, he caught 48 passes for – 
by the way, 12 touchdowns of the 48 catches. So one in every four catches was a touchdown. First down machine and was obviously a machine there in the red zone. And Michigan didn't have a lot of other receivers. And like he was the dude when, when they went back to pass. And by the way, a kid who's going to be a stud athlete, he's going to run in the four threes. Uh, former Feldman Freeclister, Roman Wilson. Um, Johnny Wilson's interesting for the Vikings too, but not right here. Um, but that's because I would want to convert him into a big slot. I think I, I think I'm more or less comfortable with Wilson. Can we, can we see the regular? Yeah, can you just yep. put it on real quick? I'm a big fan of that Edger and Cooper too from A and M. That that kid's a game wrecker. I don't know if we want to 56. We're we're starting to get to the range where we could take an awesome linebacker. Yeah. Um. I think I, I want to go Edger and Cooper. I, I want to okay. fortify that linebacker room, and that kid's going to be a stud. Linebacker Edger and Cooper jump on board, and now we're back on the clock with the 66th overall pick. J- just a little bit of context. Edger and Cooper last year, 90.8 PFF grade, is, I believe, the best in this entire linebacker class. Um, he can do a bunch of different things, too, so we, we like that one. Okay. Is this where we snag Roman Wilson? I I think this might be the Roman Wilson pick. We're at 66. Yeah, let's let's dial up. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Tavondre Sweat is still on the board? Yeah. We got to go with the planet-sized guy. We got to go with Tavondre. We'll hold off on the receiver pick one more time. 64, 362. Let's go. He's he's like a a slightly poor man's version of like a Jordan Davis from last year. Not (laughs) quite the freak athlete. But it's the same thing. It's it's this war daddy who's just knocking everyone's head together. And then the linebackers that we just put together, we got Ivan Pace. Now we got Edger and Cooper. Those guys are just going to be flowing because ain't nobody getting around uh, sweat. They, they're not getting out to the second level. So the run is toast against us now. The, the, yes, exactly. The Vikings yeah. are stopping the run every single time. We so absolutely here, are. We are still in the third round here. I'll pull the receivers back up in yep, case yep. there's anyone that you're interested in. We're kind of to the next tier of receivers now. Okay, this this becomes a really interesting decision. Can, can you go down just a couple more, Phil, just so mm-hmm. we're not missing sure. anyone? Yeah. I, I do like Javon Baker as well. He's a guy we want to keep an eye on for the next pick or the pick after that. Mm-hmm. If we go Trey Benson here, I think this would come down to one of the two Florida State guys. Trey Benson, I think, is the best running back in this class, certainly the highest ceiling. Johnny Wilson is six foot six and a half, two 237, and can play outside receiver. My thought with him would be to move him to the slot, but with the Vikings right now, we need the outside guy. So he, he's he got an interesting profile, but Benson, you're getting a guy that would come in right away as you're starting running back. He's going to be a good NFL uh, running back who could be a star. Okay. Should we go Trey Benson? Could Let's use go Trey back Benson. Here. All right, Trey Benson, jump on board. And then we're back on the clock right now with the 109. Okay, let's go back to receiver. Oh, Blake Corum sitting there, too. We just picked a running back. Okay. Taj Washington, Malik Washington. Is uh oh did Baker go in between? Uh oh. Javon Baker just went at oh, the 107. Man. Yeah, we, just, we we missed it. A little wide receiver run here. Yeah, so we'll just assume for the sake of this exercise that we have uh signed a veteran receiver because obviously okay. we're gonna need one across <laughs> from, from Addison. Sure. Um just go down a little bit more. I just want to see our other options there. Secrets. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I want to wait on receiver again. Um sure. the two Washingtons there at the top aren't bad, but they're both skinny guys. Uh uh the the kid from uh, Virginia is definitely gonna be a slot receiver at the next level. That's 
Got some cornerbacks in the mix. Yeah. Um, I, I think my lean here would be Kyrie Jackson from those guys that I'm seeing from Oregon. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. We'll grab him. Uh, get another uh, get Oregon cornerback right there. And now we're on the cloud. We have four more picks left here. We'll fly through. Oh, I love it. Okay. Let, let's check back in with receiver. I love this, man. We just we <laughs> traded Jefferson, but we got a boat back on to the receiver room. Yeah. Isaiah Williams is, is interesting to me. Um, but yeah, size limitations there. Luke McCaffrey's the guy that I'm I'm monitoring here. I think Luke McCaffrey's a little bit better than people give him credit for. Because you know, you just conflate it with his brother and, and all that sort of stuff. But he's a good athlete. He's an outside receiver. And he's a guy who just converted to receiver two years ago. He was always a quarterback before that, and he sort of blew up. This might be a little bit early, but then the receivers have getting plucked off. What's our next pick after 130? We have 145 and 157. Okay. I want to wait on McCaffrey until the next pick. Okay. I think think we're going to get him there. Let's just go down a little bit and see our other options here. So we've gotten an edge rusher. We've gotten an interior defensive lineman. We've gotten the linebacker. We've gotten the We could use some offensive line help here at some point. Yeah. If there's any any big dudes you like. Let's keep going down. Jordan Travis has some insurance in case Jaden Daniels doesn't pan out. Grab our Brock Purdy. (laughs) There's other ones I like more than Travis for that. Um, I I do like the Murphy edge rushers, but we, we got the edge rusher before. We'd be looking for – oh, I like Cedric Gray, too. Um, yeah. But we probably wouldn't need the second linebacker. Right. We got a lot of picks right now. Um, you want to go back up to the top? Yeah. I love it. The tension in the draft. Yeah. Right it's, it's so we want to go – we want to go tackle here, yeah? Defensive Maybe tackle or offensive tackle? Offensive tackle, because I'm just sure. thinking about hitting the other position. I want to wait yeah. on that receiver till the next pick, I think. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's go take either one of these two guys. Let's let's go with Walter Rouse. Okay. Walter Rouse, tackle from Oklahoma, is now a Minnesota Viking. And we're back on the clock. Let's see if your guy McCaffrey yeah. is still sitting out here. If he is, we can snag him. He is. We'll yeah, take let's, Luke McCaffrey. Let's take McCaffrey. Yep. Right there. Okay, we have two picks left here. We And we're not – I think we're just going through the fifth round, so – we actually still have more after this, but we're just going through the fifth round. I At this point, I, I think the value is there on Cedric Gray. I'd like to take Cedric Gray. There we go. Another yeah. linebacker. That kid's, that kid's good. <laughs> and then this is our last pick for this exercise. Okay. With the 166th pick. Should we go? I mean, you guys tell me what position right now, based on where we've gone, where, where should we you know, think we question, should be looking? Man. Judd, what do you think? Did, did we take an edge yet? We took, uh, yeah, we took yeah, yeah, Chop uh, Robinson. Chop. Chop yeah. Robinson. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Running back? Joe Milton? Back another, we, we, another quarterback? We did get Trey Benson. We don't want Joe Milton. Joe, Joe Milton got a tight end. Wants to take him. Tight end? <laughs> we, we could potentially take a tight end. How about a, how about a guard? How about, how, about, how about offensive line? Another offensive lineman. We got a tackle in that last one. Could. We, got a, we also have a center. I mean, we've, had, we've picked like nine There's picks a tackle. in the first. Yeah. Well, we so Darius we got Henderson, we, you like we got the two offensive linemen so far, right? I think here we could either go another receiver. Yeah, let's I, do that. Let's do yeah, that. Let, let's do that. We, we I'm gonna pull up the yeah. receiver list. So at least we're we're taking some shots here on some guys. Clark was injured last year. Gold, uh, he impressed at the uh, Shrine game. I think Moose Muhammad's going back to college. They got to yank him out of there. Yeah. Brew McCoy. Oh, he's little. I got to see if Brew McCoy is in this class. Just one sec. 
Yeah, Brew McCoy. Brew McCoy, I believe, has gone back to college too, so we can't take him either. Okay. PFF, get on your stuff. Come on. Yeah, um, on? yeah. <laughs> I love it, dude. Franklin. Uh, I think the option it would be between uh, Clark and Gold. Clark is more your prototypical outside dude, but he was injured last year. Six three two. He has that prototypical okay. size. Maybe you get a little bit of a discount with, with Clark. I would like to see how he tests with with Gold. You get a returner who plays in the slot. Um, you know the Vikings do have the twelve personnel thing. McCaffrey's going to play on the outside. Gold could be potentially a guy that comes in and, and plays a little bit out of the slot. Okay. Could help out on special teams. I'll leave this one up to you guys. You want the pure Judd, you outside want the, guy? You want the big the outside guy, or do guy? you want the shifty slot? Uh, uh, big outside guy. Big outside guy. Big outside. Guy. All right, Decorian Clark is our guy, and there we go. So we just went through. It's a five round mock, but we made about a hundred picks. We traded Justin Jefferson. We wow. traded back with our second. Let's see what PFF has for an overall grade at the bottom of the screen yeah, let's here. See what we got. It's an A minus from okay. PFF. An A minus. Okay. I like McCaffrey. So Jaden Daniels, Ooh. welcome in, and then we we, we got a bunch of other yeah, first and C+. second rounders. <laughs> we we I mean we just fixed a whole lot of things. I know we traded out Jefferson, but you know we're blowing up the roster, and we got Daniels. We fixed the quarterback thing. Didn't we get a pick next year too? I mean, yeah, we did. We picked up a yeah. third round pick in 2025. So we're this would be this would be a blast, man. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We drafted eleven players in the first five rounds of this mock draft, right? I'll, here, I'll tell you who would love this draft is Mister Mister Flores, the defensive oh, coordinator. Yeah. Chop Robinson at Penn State played in a system that was, you don't want to say the exact same as as what Flores does because Flor, what Flores was doing in the NFL last year schematically was extremely unique. But the similarities were Manny Diaz at Penn State sends the heat about as much as any uh, college coordinator. Obviously, Flores has the prerogative of sending the heat as well. I, I I think there's some similarities there. And then you get Sweat, the inside dude. We we got the stud linebacker as well. Uh, the defense was obviously undermanned last year. Yeah. Flores is probably in Quasi's office every day. Like, please, please, please. This would also be hitting back Flores, even though you're using that first pick on the offense. Love it, dude. Great awesome. stuff, Thor. We appreciate you. Thor's day every week here. You can find Thor's work, fantasypros.com, and also bettingpros.com. You can follow him on Twitter slash X. It's just at ThorKU. So uh, yeah, man. I was gonna say too, Phil. I just we started a new show on Fantasy Pros where it's the we we deep dive the different positions. Me and my colleague Derek Brown just dropped an episode on the Dynasty feed of Fantasy Pros where we go through our top ten quarterbacks and go deeper into the evals of those different guys. Vikings fans might want to check that out because quarterback obviously is going to be something that we're going to be talking about quite a bit here this spring. Love it, dude. Yep, go find that podcast, and we'll see you again next week, Thor. Great stuff, man. We're, Can't wait, boys. And we're going to keep it here for a random Viking of the week. We'll say goodbye to Thor. Whew, boy. I didn't realize that Dallas trade would would get oh us that God. much. I didn't. Dude. I'm not I'm not quite so I'm not quite sure the Cowboys would really give you that much. Like they'll give you a lot, I'm sure, but that was a lot. Well, that's offense. moving up. That's moving up 13 yep. spots yeah. in the first round. Well, if you, you know, can get that much, you might want to take it. It's aggressive, man. Uh, random Viking of the week here presented by our friends at zero res this week. I love a clean house. You guys love a clean house and all you're doing is light vacuuming and dusting. Then maybe your actions don't align with your wants. And that's where zero res comes in with their 4.9 out of five star rating on Google, 17,000 reviews. You can ask for the score North special and get three rooms, zero resified starting at just $119 and a free hallway. 
This month also takes $75 off when you get your Air Ducts Zero Res clean. The number is 9520RES or go to ZeroResMinnesota.com. Say you want the Score North special. Spell it forward or backwards. It spells the same. Zero Res. It's time for the random Viking of the week here, where historically Judd has 66 correct answers, Declan 33, I have 18. In the new era where we all compete equally against each other, Judd with 15 wins, I have 11, Declan with 7. The last handful of random Vikings, Judd has a four-game winning streak right now, by the way. The Roger Craig debacle from last week, I'm not proud of that. Donovan McNabb. Darren Nelson, Superstar Mike Morris, and EJ Henderson. I've got the clues for you guys. You can shout out answers whenever you want to. If one of you hits a third strike, you're out. The other person wins automatically. Here we go, if you guys are ready. No Googling, but you can control F through the list of players that we've done historically. Okay, cool. This random Viking of the week is a Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl champion. Obviously not with the Vikings. Unfortunately. This random Viking of the week played for the varsity football and basketball teams in high school. Was also named to the high school honor roll and had perfect attendance in three of his four years in high school and was active in the foreign language club and student council. Think about that. That's pretty good. You're competing varsity a couple levels. You're honor roll student, student council. It's a great, great high school leader. Things in high school. Into any of those things? Wasn't perfect attendance. Was no not varsity a sports athlete. Mm. And uh, yeah, I was not. No, yeah, I didn't do any of that. Stuff. Why would you want to be perfect attendance? Exactly. That's been my That's question. Silly. That's the most overrated thing ever. Mm. This random Viking of the week. Set his school's record in college with 1,027 career punt return yards. That's pretty good. This random Viking of the Week was once the Vikings media good guy. Oh, boy. Okay, we've done Percy Harvin. Like I said. Who actually won that award. Like I said. Oh. This random Viking of the Week does not appear to have any social media accounts. I couldn't find a social media account for this random Viking. So you set a school record for punt return yards? Yep. I'll take a guess. Marcus Sherrills. Marcus Sherrills. That's a good guess. It's a great guess. Dude, that's a good, that still is a great guess. It's a good one. It's a good one. This random Viking. Because he was a strong, he was a good student probably. Yeah. Was a little better than Marcus Sherrills because he was a five-time pro bowler. Ah. Um, I'll take a guess. I don't think we, we have done this guy. Is it Corin Robinson? Ooh, Corin Robinson. A lot of Pro Bowls. 
He made. Did he make it as a specialist one time? Yeah, Maybe twice. Punt returner. Although I should have thought of it. His his scholastic wouldn't have been that good. <laughs> In that retrospect, was, that that was a mistake to guess that. I got really excited. So you both have a strike against you here. Yeah, no, it's fair. fair. That's how it works. I don't. Have we done Corn Robinson? I will say this about Corn Robinson. We we may have done him. I I can't remember. But to that point, on Wikipedia, this random Vikings off the field sections are actually longer than his on the field sections. Oh God. Off the field sections. This random Viking played college football in the Atlantic 10 Conference. And despite playing in a non-Power 5 Conference, he was a second-round draft pick in the National Football League. Super Bowl champion. Five-time pro. This random Viking played for three different NFL teams. All right, can I ask a question? I've, I've got a question. Okay. Was this random Viking a second-round pick of the Vikings? He was not. He was not. So don't bother racking my brain for second-round picks. This random Viking. Joe, what's, what's your birthday? November 13th. Oh, you guys you guys are almost birthday friends. Not age-wise. He is he is younger than you, but Yeah, most people are. This random viking was born on November 3rd, 1975. Okay. He was actually named to the NFL's all-decade team for the 2000s, like the 2000 through 2010 mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. All decade team? Yeah. In fact, you could argue. Is it? You could argue this dude's a Hall of Famer, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Hall of Very Good. No. Like, probably should be a Hall of Famer. Is it? Okay, I'll take a guess. Although this guy would couldn't have been that, that good a student. Steve Hutchinson? He's in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to take a guess, but, you know, just like with Corin, this guy was too good a student to be the guy I'm thinking of. There's no way the guy I was going to guess is... There's no way the guy I was going to guess... The torment. The torment. Was that, no, this is good. You're doing, this is awesome, dude. Are you guessing or no? You're not guessing. You want me to give another clue? Three... Wait, wait, wait. No, this guy played for four teams, too. Yes, keep... Keep going because okay. my guess was going to be wrong. Three teams. Judd covered this player. In fact, oh my God, Darren Sharper, Darren Sharper, Darren, Darren Sharper. Sharper. <laughs> oh, oh, you're kidding me, Darren Sharper. Oh, Darren Sharper. oh wow, nice. By the way, I read an article that he's maybe going to get out on parole in 2024. Oh, so really? we can we you know he used to be a great weekly guest on the the old Roycey and Mackey show back in the day and then one Are you Friday serious? one Friday he just didn't answer his phone 
But we were wondering. What's I thought going he was going to be like reincarcerated. I thought like once the state of California got done with him. Well, Louisiana. he settled a few a few cases. Um, it's yeah, his Wikipedia page. The football stuff kind of stops, and then it goes into all the other stuff. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty pretty bad stuff. But Darren wow. Sharper, yeah, if Darren That's Sharper what... hadn't gotten all right, so criminally off the field there, yeah. I think he's almost certainly in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Three different seasons of nine interceptions. I had no idea he was a good student. Sixty-three so. career interceptions for Darren Sharp. Had his jersey. Yeah, that was. Well, yeah, he was a good player here. I mean, he had no Sharp. idea. He had no idea he was a serial rapist. No, it's. You never know with some of these guys. You don't. Know, that's true. So true. He actually right. was a joy to cover before all this he happened. Was great to me. So really good. Yep. But uh, so Judd will give out the clues next week. Declan has snapped Judd's one-month winning streak on a random Viking oh, well, yeah. of the week. I should have gotten it, but I don't feel bad because I didn't. I, the, the student thing didn't. I, I really threw me. Were you I thinking guess, Darren Sharper at all, or no? No, you just weren't no, close. No, okay. no, no. I never, okay. I never thought Darren Sharper. Yeah. It would have been incredible though if Steve Hutchinson set a school record for punt return yards. That was a, that was an <laughs> yeah. What was guess that guess? Yeah. Well, so, that was a so, panic guess. Yeah. Sometimes it just comes to mind, yeah. and then you like blurt what it out, and then the second that you do, I shouldn't like, be mocking you. I guessed Marcus Allen, who never yeah. once came close but to. Could have been a Viking if they because they, they drafted Marcus <laughs> Allen or they drafted Darren Nelson before Marcus Allen. So you're not wrong. Well, yeah. There's something when Judd says, "Okay, I think I got it," that I'm like, I have to jump him. That's that is exactly that's my yeah, thinking. But then I, I realized I didn't. Brian Longwell. But then I realized I didn't have it. All right, dudes, that's a wrap on this Thursday episode. Meaty show. Purple Daily. Yeah, what more do you want? What more do you want? Ran a five mock Mac, mock with what, like 18 five picks? Mac, five Mac mock? Five, five Mac, Mac mock. Five Mac mock. <laughs> Speaking of talking too much, five round mock with like 18 picks. Yeah, it's bonkers, man. We'll see you guys for a Feedback Friday edition of the show tomorrow.